Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the Injured to Elite podcast today, January 20th, 2020. I am here back with the great performance coach and spiritual guide, John Denny. John and I have discussed the importance of connecting the mind, body, and spirit to achieve peak performance in the first episode of the Injured to Elite podcast when we go into the history of the Harmony exercise. Today, we expand upon that going even deeper into what it takes to find our sense of higher purpose, develop our visions, and how to stay on target with them. John shares several great tools to do this, and as always, drops some serious knowledge. Are you looking for that number one tool to keep you on target with this year in 2020 with your visions? After listening, if you have not done so already, head over to theharmonyexercise.com and start the Harmony Exercise guided meditation to start your day the Harmony way. Please enjoy episode number two with John Denny. January 20th, 2020. And when you think of 2020, you think of clear vision and a definite purpose. And when you're looking at any, uh, you know, you look at Napoleon Hill, his first, his very first principle of success is a clear vision, a definite purpose. And, you know, and that's what you were saying, uh, staying on target. And if we don't start there, you can't start anywhere else. You know, if you if you don't if you don't have a vision or a target, you're not getting out of bed in the morning. Absolutely. I remember a, a phone call with a colleague of mine with the St. Louis Cardinals a few years ago around the time I was calling you asking for some guidance. And he was doing he's doing a lot of coaching for young developing baseball players to become really better on and off the field, but he's coming more from the coaching from a skill perspective. I have a lot of respect for him. He's he's started his own entire brand, and I'll put that in the show notes. But he told me, he said, Dave, how can you possibly know what to do if you haven't built your car yet? If you haven't written down your vision, pen to paper, if you haven't figured out what your vision is, where are you going? And I think that really ties well into the topic that we're talking about today. The thing I see with myself the most is forgetting to start with the quote unquote why or starting with the purpose, starting with the vision. And that's probably the most important and the most difficult, but I'm really curious to hear your experience with your own vision, the HarmonyExercise.com's vision and how you figured it out. I think we should start off by other visions I've had through my life, which did not work. And I think that the reason what's going on in my life right now is sort of comes from this experience. And so many of the goals I set were either oriented for material gain or because I thought that someone else told me it was the right thing to do. Or or worst of all, my vision or goal relied on someone else being a success. And if they were a success, that would make me a success. And that was the biggest disaster of all. That sounds familiar to myself right now. You know, and when we realize that each of us are a unique pattern and a unique individual, we have to take responsibility and create that unique pattern. And so what I'm finding is and why I've always liked working with athletes and high performers is they do have a vision. Whether it's short-term or long-term, they want to do the best at their sport. They want to do the best at their craft. So there's always this passion behind what they're doing, and they come to me, and I'm like, okay, well, 
if we can figure out how to make you happy and keep that straight ahead, then you're going to, you're going to achieve those visions. But I think there's, there's a scientific kind of, uh, a recipe for, for vision setting and vision manifesting. And if we're clear on it, it, it almost has to happen. There's right. not, there's really not a choice. And I think, you know, it, it's putting pen to paper. It's getting very, very clear on what you want your life to look like. It may be dinner tonight. It may be five <laughs> years or 10 years from now, but you got to be clear on what you, your purpose is, and then you can start to create it. But if you don't have a clear vision, then you're, you're not going to create it. Right. I love and- using dinner as an example. Right, right. I, I got that one. And so it's interesting how you're talking about that unique pattern and you make the correlation with sports and athletes, both a, a big connection for you and I, of course. You think about, and I wrote this in the book, Injured to Elite, the first the manuscript. When you're at a young age and you're just good at your sport, you know, I was a baseball player and hockey player. And so when I when I was playing my sport, you didn't have that language necessarily that you were, you had the whole plan and vision out. You just, like you just said, you wanted to get better at it. You wanted to perform, you wanted to enjoy it, hopefully. And for me, at least I came from that place of, I loved it. I loved it at a young age. What's interesting though, is we seem to overcomplicate it in some ways as we as we go through adulthood, especially my own goals, I going to get my physical therapy degree. And if I wanted to go to medical school versus physical therapy school, well, like you said earlier, what's going to help more people and make me feel more noble. And that those were a lot of the thoughts that I think went through my head earlier on. And then now, as I rediscover some of my, my biggest vision really to empower individuals that are going through a physical crisis to how to make their lives better on and off the field. I'm re-envisioning really everything. And at times it's, it seems difficult, but then at other times I say, well, when we were back as a kid and we were just playing for the love of the game and we just went out there and, and played, it seems like right action almost occurs, right? Like we talk, it, it's almost like things just set forth. And then look what happens to some of those athletes that end up going to division one colleges and then eventually play professional sports or whatever the other activity might be. And so it's interesting. Well, I think where you just put your finger on it, if you want to find out what people are going to be good at, if you want to find out what's going to help people develop a vision or a passion, find out what they love. What, you know, what do you love to do? So people always say, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to look, let's start here. What do you love? Right. You know, I, I have one friend and he, he's still, he's still looking for his purpose, but I know it's with animals. I'm like, it's the only thing that gets him happy when he's with animals. He's happy when he's not, he's not happy. So what do you love? And if you start there, then you can start brainstorming and figure out everything that has to do in that area and then narrow it back down and mastermind it to realization. Yeah. You know, I was just speaking with a childhood friend, my neighbor, actually, now that I'm back home in Long Island, and we were talking again. He He's the same person I mentioned in my, the first episode, one of my real good friends, and he his goal financially and work-wise. And we were talking, 
about what he loves. And it seems like there's certain things he does love, but also we question what we love, that logical brain. And as you've mentored me with the top of the head to the heart, heart, mind, focus, which it's been a learning process for me with that. What are some ways we all can tap more into what we love, but bringing it up to the top of that head? How can we put it there? We conceive, believe, and achieve. The first thing we want to do is come up with that idea. You know, this is what I love. Secondly, we want to start to believe it. We want to start to, you know, feel it. We want to start to write it down. We want to start to become it. If I'm going to be a doctor, I want to, I'm a, I'm a doctor long before I get to medical school. If I'm going to be a pro baseball player, I'm a pro baseball player when I'm playing little league. I just happen to believe it more than the guys next to me, you know? And so when we, when we really, we practice, we write it down, we become that thing. And then here it comes. And we like, we talk about all the time. Yeah, and that kind of that makes a lot of sense. Thinking back to when I was a kid, you believe it. You're 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 told to dream big. It is a little digression, but about six years ago, I took this course, and it was called Prosperity Plus. And the first couple of days was about writing down your vision and goals. What do you want to achieve? You know, where do you want to be in the next five years? Right. And so they said they gave us they gave us some th- they gave us a few guidelines. One, it has to be in writing. Two, you have to write it down as if it's already done. Mm. Okay? So I started to write down, I am working at the collegiate level. I'm working with collegiate teams. I'm working with a professional golfer. And honestly, David, I'm thinking this is a bunch of crap. You know, Uh there's there's no way this is going to work. And within six months, everything I wrote down had happened. Every single thing I wrote on that paper had become a reality and I and then at that point I was like oh boy this is this could be uh sort of one of the keys here and so then I did it again you know I wrote down I'm working with someone who makes a living at this sport and again everything that I wrote down happened unless I wrote it down wrong so I've been doing really that ever since and then finally after you know, a few different definite purposes. I, I, I uh, stumbled across what I'm doing now. And, and, you know, that's really become, it's not even, it's not even effort anymore. When you find that definite purpose, when you know what your vision is and it, it, you start operating on a different level from willpower, it's almost like it doesn't even take willpower anymore. Wow. And when did, when was this, when, when did you write, when did this all happen? Was this around the time you were uh, starting with the live Facebooks of the Harmony? I think it was about two years before that where I really knew that that uh, I really knew the perpetuation of the Harmony exercise, whether it was going to be in, in mental training area, in sports performance. I didn't know where it was going to be, but I knew that was my calling to perpetuate this particular meditation to his me- to whoever wants it. And, right. and, uh, yeah, somewhere in that first year, once I began doing it on a daily basis, then there was really no question anymore. So that's kind of cool as we're kind of doing, we're going more into the history of the harmony and I didn't even know that. So is it fair to say that it took some time for momentum to build? So, you know, we talked last time about it coming to fruition, but then 
before it even came to fruition? Was there a, a developing momentum or a snowball effect that occurred even, you know, like you're saying, the two years prior? Well, I don't know if it was a snowball effect or if it was just sort of a commitment to progress, but enjoying the journey. It may all be cliche, but they say enjoy the journey, enjoy the ride. Well, you know, that's all there really is. You know, there's, right. we're born and we die, and in the middle is this journey. And, you know, we, what happens after we die, you know, that's that's up for belief and speculation. That's not even worth talking about because – you know, there's no answer there. It's just whatever right. you believe. Kind of ties into the thought of the day today on on the harmony, actually, which was which was a strong one today. Yeah. <laughs> which you know, it's funny. Well, that's another talk, but no, yeah, go it, ahead. It, it was one of those thoughts that I, my thought for the day was one thing, and then it when I rewatched the video, it actually transformed into that other one. You know, that final judgment thought, which uh, it's all the same thing. Well, it was. It, I think it ties into what I feel is so heartfelt in this meditation, which is the authenticity of it. Like you just said, you called an audible and you changed it up. And so going back, though, we're talking more now about the process and trust. It, I don't know if you like the phrase. I, I always get caught up with language. I think it sometimes confuses communication, but the trust in the process or people talk about faking it till you make it. And I don't know how you feel about that phrase. It seems like it's more, it's certainly more effortful to believe in it at times early on. Even if you tell yourself, I know I could be this athlete. I know I can be this writer. I know I could be this coach or whatever it is. And then as you, as you see what's happening, as you said with yourself, you wrote it down and you started seeing that you were accomplishing everything as if it already happened and it did happen. Well, then I'm sure it's, of course, it builds on that and then it's easier. So how do you feel about some of those phrases and what, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, fake it till you make it is one that, uh, that actually comes up with me a lot. And I, I, I'm not crazy about fake it till you make it. Cause it sounds like people It's like, you know, you're telling people to lie to themselves. Right. But what I say is you're not faking it. You're reprogramming. You know, if someone has a cold, for instance, right. and you start and you start saying, I am perfect health, right. when you actually have a cold, right. well, it's hard for people to believe that. It's hard right. for people to believe that. But for us to reestablish health, for us to, it's not that we're faking it, we're just reprogramming. Illness is not my reality, health is. So I'm going to keep establishing health till it reestablishes in me. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, if you cut yourself or you break a bone or yeah. you have surgery or whatever, right. right? So a cut is the best example. You have this cut on your hand and, you know, you're going to keep it clean and whatever. But what really do you have to do with the healing of it? Consciously nothing. Your body okay. really knows how to do it. Yeah, that's that's a huge you know, principle. And this is a big thing because this is, you know, it, it's – there is this faith in this, whatever this power is that heals your skin. It, it takes a little time, but it works every single time. There's, it never fails, right? Well, you know, David, now we're talking about that same power on other levels, but it works exactly the same way. 
you know, and, and, ah, okay. So, all right. So we're talking about with a cut, the inflammatory, we call it the inflammatory process. So for, for those out there listening, I, and this is something I talk about in the book to give you a little bit, the inflammatory process, that word inflammation, everyone's terrified of, right? Inflammation is actually a very necessary step of healing, right? And so, so is struggle, right? Struggle is 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 a necessary part of the process. And so, <laughs> is, is is anger inflammation? Is irritation inflammation? Is anxiety inflammation? You know, all those are kind of emotional inflammations if you think about it, and they heal the same way. So, if I'm really angry, I'm gonna heal with forgiveness. I'm gonna heal with love. And now it may take a minute, just like the cut on my arm, you know. But it's the same power. That same mm. power that healed my arm is healing my anger and healing. It's the same power. One is being used on a physical, you know, on a physical plane, and one's being used on the emotional plane. But it's exactly the same power, which is which we call love, because or God, but God is love. So it doesn't matter what you call it. But it's that power which heals all. You know, I, I read something this morning. Hurt people hurt people. Right. Right. So uh, how do you stop that? You heal the hurt person who's going to stop hurting the other people, right? It goes back to where I talked the other day about forgiveness. And so you, you talked about reprogramming these thoughts, reprogramming it. We're going along in our habitual way is to be in anxiety or anger it's not, I'm not going to fake being happy. I'm going to start to reprogram myself to be happy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to claim it. I'm going to start to make a sincere attempt. And same with all the other principles I'm trying to establish in my life. Makes a lot of sense. And so um, what I what I hear you say, we give a cut time to heal. We don't yell at the cut for not healing in, in two minutes, right? And so with our emotional self, we tend to use other emotions to fight or the same fight fire with fire. Like you were, I think you made a comment similar to that. We use anger against anger or, you know, and then it fuels it versus allowing our, allowing that to come together. Right. Well, speak, speak, <laughs> speaking of sayings, the one gay, hey, get over it, David, just get over it. That's one that really pisses me off because if you think <laughs> about it, like, like we said, you know, some things take time and, I have had get over it some, now. <laughs> I've had some people irritate me and you know I can get over it that moment. I can just be like, you know, it's done. Uh, I'm I'm over it. However, other ones I've had to send that person universal harmony for 6 months, for 6 years sometimes, wow. you know? Or they'll come back up, you know. I got a few people in my life that once in a while the irritation will come back up and I'm like, Hey, you know, once again, I have to heal in myself, whatever that is, but I have to work on them again. So it's funny how that works and keeps coming up. It's uh, yes. Back to target and vision. Some take time. Some are very fast. So to, if I want to create a very clear vision of what I want for dinner tonight, and I'm going to go get in my car, go to Publix, come back, cook the dinner. Well, I will have my vision completed within today. There's no doubt, no fear. I'm going to know exactly what I want. I'll be able to go buy it efficiently, come back. Now, what do I want 
for shorter term goals? What are my goals for this year? You know, what, what would I like to do this year? And those goals are a little, they're going to take a little more time and hopefully I'll achieve them all. Well, what is my 10 year goal or what is my vision before, you know, what would I like to accomplish? You know, even my lifetime goal, what, what is that now? And so each of these things are going to take time but my trick is to not worry about that, is to stay in the now, mm -hmm. knowing knowing in my heart that they're all happening. And that's what's really happened. But they're clear now. The, 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 what I see, most people don't know what, the, what they want to do or even why they're doing what they're doing. And for those people, if we had to just leave them with one last thought, for the people out there that are struggling with whether they're an athlete or just anybody else looking for that vision, the first, that first step to that vision, as we kind of first spoke about it, pen to paper and what do you love, right? Identify what you love. You know, that's the first thing. We're all different and identify just what is that thing that gets you going? Right. And I think that that's a, uh, that would be the last thing I'd like to leave people with. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much, John. That was great. Looking forward to sharing this with everybody and doing more podcasts with you, John. So thanks so much for your time. All right, David, good to talk to you. We'll talk soon.